Welcome to the HR Chat Show, one of the world's most downloaded and shared podcasts designed for HR pros, talent execs, tech enthusiasts, and business leaders. For hundreds more episodes and what's new in the world of work, subscribe to the show, follow us on social media, and visit hrgazette.com. Welcome to another episode of the HR Chat Show. I'm your host today, Bill Bannum. And in this episode of the show, we're going to offer insights and some practical guidance to equip you and your organization for success. We're going to explore remote I-9 options, and we're going to hopefully help you reduce some audit exposure. My awesome, fabulous, wonderful guest today is Chappelle Ryan the data-driven CEO behind WorkBright, an onboarding recruitment platform for HR and recruitment teams. Chappelle's team is on a mission to ease admin burdens and form I-9 pain for HR pros. Chappelle, it's my pleasure to welcome you to the HR Chat Show today. How are you? Thanks very much for joining me. I am doing great, Bill. Thank you so much for having me on. I um, am really excited to get to, to talk about I-9 today. Beyond my reintroduction just a moment ago, Chappelle, why don't you take a minute or two and tell all our listeners how wonderful you are and what you're going to do? <laughs> well, uh, I appreciate that. And I think uh, the introduction, the setup here kind of says a lot of it. So I'll just say again, Chappelle Ryan, I'm CEO of WorkBright. Um, I live in Denver, Colorado, although our, our company is fully remote. So I'm sitting here in my home office with my two bulldogs um, ready to just tackle another great day with our amazing team here at WorkBright uh, on a mission to ease paperwork burden. Two amazing bulldogs. What are their names? <laughs> Larry and Barry, as bulldog names should be. <laughs> Larry and Barry. Love it. Love it. Uh, we have a boy called Arthur. And I always say to my other half, if we have another one, I quite like Martha for a girl. I think uh, that would be okay. good. Um, okay, <laughs> let's get into, uh, well, well, we'll get into some of the details later, but at a high level, Chappelle, tell me about the, the mission of WorkBright. And um, I'm going to challenge you, because we will get into the details in a bit, to do that in 60 seconds or less. Go. Oh, I don't even need 60 seconds. I can just tell you our mission is to be the best I-9 provider in the world. So because you've given me 60 seconds, I'll elaborate just slightly. Um, <laughs> we do that through our mobile-first onboarding solution. Um we allow employees to complete all of their paperwork before their first day. Uh, and we believe that by speeding up that paperwork process, particularly for my nine, which is the most cumbersome, burdensome form for HR administrators, we're empowering people to get to work. So our 10-year uh, target is we want to support 10% of the U.S. workforce in starting their new job. Thanks for tuning in to the HR Chat Podcast. If you're enjoying this episode, We'd really appreciate it if you could subscribe and leave a five-star review on your podcast platform of choice. And now, back to the conversation. Yeah, you really didn't need 60 seconds for that. Okay, I should have said 30. There we go. Uh, so um, WorkBright is cool for a number of reasons. One of those reasons is it has been named a best place to work by outside for four years running well congratulations um, so my question for you here is what, what does it take to create and nurture to you know to sustain a, a culture of engagement and a culture of innovation mm, that's a great question um so it really starts at the top right uh from our early founding back in 2014, uh, we have had leadership, myself being one of those and um, some co-founders that took time to be deliberate about creating an organization 
we say that measures its worth not only on what it gains, but what it gives back to its people, the community, and the customers that we service. So um, how we practice this, our core values really aren't just words on a website. Uh, we hire, we fire against them. We tailor our performance reviews around them that we're measuring everyone to make sure that we're all kind of coming in with the same culture and values that we all want to be here. Uh, what I always say is, I want to come into work every day ready to solve the challenges of the business with the people around the table. And our core values really allow us to decide, like, like who, who is that person that's going to work really well here? And there's a right person for every organization. We've really honed in on who that is here at Workbrite. Um, innovation being like a key pillar of what we want to see in our employees. And uh, we believe that by empowering every person that works here to think like an entrepreneur, right? It's it's more valuable for our employees to try and fail and learn from that failure than it is for them to have never tried in the first place because they're worried about being perfect. So we start by defining um, what is it that makes a really good fit for working here at Workbrite. We find those awesome people that have that learning mindset that are caring peers is the language we use to each other. Um, and then we empower them and let them do their thing. And uh, we set clear vision from the top. So everyone's aligned in the same direction. And I think that we've just created a really special place, which is why we continue to get those awesome accolades like outside best places to work. And can I just add, you've got amazing energy, Chappelle. I think you, you, know, you started your answer there by saying it, you know, it, it all comes from the top um, and you, you're right up there at the top of the organization and your energy is is awesome and it must be very inspiring. So well done. Um, but Workbrite is also a certified B Corp. What does that say about the organization and its values? I love uh, talking about our B Corp status. Uh, it really has been transformational for our organization. And, I, you know, I may have the energy at the top, but I can't take credit for the B Corp certification. Um, this was our original founder, Dave Secunda, that, that really thought that this aligned very well with who we wanted to be as an organization. I was at the time in the COO role. And I'll just be honest, for people that are looking at it, it was costly, both financially for the business, resource-wise for our employees, um, and I was sitting here going, do we really want to pursue all this? We had to up benefits a lot of areas. We had to focus on different things. We had to incorporate it into every aspect of the organization in order to secure the certification. And man, I'm so glad that he pushed for it because it has just been um, so key in aligning our organization with who we want to be to our employees and to our customers. So, you know, we really believe that reducing barriers to people being able to find work so that's the paperwork that we work with, right? Like reducing that barrier, making paperwork completion easier is for the public benefit. It empowers people to get to work. That is what we do that is at our core. And that is kind of right within certified B Corp standards of saying like, how is what you do for public benefit? And so by allowing us to kind of lean into that part of the business, it has just gotten us all aligned with transparency, accountability, a lot of the things. It gives us the external benchmark that we need to say, how are we really doing um, stacking up and are we serving public benefit with our products and services? What Bright's mission centers around the, the I-9 form, of course, which is a very specific space. Mm -hmm. why, why build a product for a single specific form? Why does that matter? And, and um, why does that specifically matter for HR pros? 
That's right. So, so I will say, because I recognize that you have uh, a global audience here and 499 is a US-based specific form. That said, uh, if you are working with any US workers, uh, there's some pretty specific legislation in here about who does and does not need to complete 499. So if you're working with US citizens or uh, international citizens that may be uh, living in the US for a temporary period or extended period, you may need to also be listening to 499 stuff. Um, Outside of that, we also have a full onboarding product. So we have our state tax forms, handbooks, custom forms. We really do support with uh, all of the new hire paperwork that comes in. But you're right that we do have a standalone product specifically for 499. It is our focus, as I said, best i9 provider in the world. And the reason that we focus specifically on that form is because it touches all of our customers, right? Everyone needs to complete 499 in the US. Um, and it's a super burdensome form for both employers and employees, right? So it is highly regulated. There's hefty fines. Um, in 2022, I think DHS hiked the fines, right? So fines vary from like $40 all the way up to thousands. And um, I had seen that they issued the largest fine ever to an employer that was over $1.5 million. So, you know, the HR professionals that are listening to this, the majority of them didn't get into HR to deal with paperwork. They got into it to deal with people. And yet this thing that is in their sphere of influence can be the thing that actually costs the business thousands, if not millions in large organizations. So by easing this pain, this is why it's so important for HR professionals by taking this burden off of them. I mean, we've had people cry on demos before and that's an extreme example, but it's like this thing that keeps them up at night where they got into the HR profession because they wanted to help and support people and now all of a sudden they could be putting the company in jeopardy because of this other side. We really feel passionately about easing that administrative burden so they can get back to doing what they love and working with the people. Okay, let, let's talk about what's going on at the moment then. What, what, what changes have you observed in the I-9 space recently? And has, has anything specifically changed since COVID? If so, what? Oh, wow. So um, I'm, I'm trying to decide how to fit this into a short podcast, but this has been a wild year for I-9. Um, those that have been dealing with it will know this, but I'll do it really fast, top level. And we have a guide on this specifically on workright.com if you want to learn more. But um, when the pandemic started early 2020, uh, USCIS allowed a version of virtual review. So prior to that 2020 period, you had to physically inspect work authorization documentation. They started allowing virtual review because of the limitations with pandemic. That was set to expire on July 31st. So for about three years, people had been doing this virtual review process, and the government had always said, you will need to physically re-inspect those documents once we are done with this virtual review. So they always said you had to reconcile, but they kept bumping it out, right? Three months, three months, three months. So no one really took this July 31st deadline seriously until May 4th when they said, no, guys, this is really it. You need to have all of your I-9s that you virtually reviewed for the last three years reconciled by August 30th. And so what that did, I mean, we had we had customers coming to us with thousands of I-9s that suddenly in the course of two months needed to be physically reinspected. We had a crazy summer um, helping people. We have, this is right what our product does. We have um, a patent pending process around using an authorized representative to complete that section two physical review. So how we do it is we have um, geolocation technology. An employee can elect their own authorized representative it sends them a text message. We geofence the two people together to make sure they're in the same place at the same time for the purpose of completing physical review. 
We walk them through a short guide of what they're doing. They inspect the documents, compare those against what was submitted in Workbrite, and then they sign under penalty of perjury that they're authorized, uh, that they're authorizing this employee on their Section 2 Form I-9. So we had this flood of uh, customers coming in to leverage this technology that we have. And um, then 10 days before that deadline, so July 31st was the deadline, 10 days before that, they came out and said, wait, 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 we are going to do a complete overhaul on Form I-9. And you can now do a different version of virtual review, but it is still a virtual review, which is a, an awesome thing that they've added, right? Employers were leveraging this because it was a real need for their business. So we're happy that they made the change. They just did it uh, pretty close to the deadline and it created a bunch of confusion in what, um, what employers needed to do to get these reconciled. So if you're out there and you're thinking, I virtually reviewed, they're now allowing virtual review. Um, I can, I'm now compliant. You are not. You still need to get those virtually reviewed COVID ones reinspected. In some cases, you can use virtual review again to do that. It seems silly, but it's true. In most cases, you cannot. So check out this guide. I'm going to pause here because you you say you like my passion, but it'll go a little too far for a 20 minute podcast. Um, so I'll just leave it there and say it's been a wild year. COVID created a lot of upheaval, upheaval in Form I nine. And um, we're here to help support you in getting your I-9s back where they need to be. Once in a while an event series is born that shakes things up, it makes you think differently, and it leaves you inspired. That event is Disrupt HR. The format is 14 speakers, 5 minutes each, and slides rotate every 15 seconds. If you're an HR professional, a CEO, a technologist, or a community leader and you've got something to say about talent, culture, or technology, Disrupt is the place. It's coming soon to a city near you. Learn more at disrupthr.co. Okay, wonderful. So when you're dealing, Chappelle, with people's personal data, this is terribly important, uh, with people's personal data and highly, in a very highly regulated space how do you approach prioritizing these these high demand needs yeah you're right i mean we do have people's most sensitive data right their work authorization their social security numbers um in our full onboarding suite we have a lot of payroll data we integrate with payroll systems to send um you know direct deposit information so here's the prioritization that we go through number one we're talking about four my nine fines associated with that number one is compliance so we work with two of the nation's leading I-9 attorneys. They check all of our workflows before they go out the door. If we're thinking about developing something new, we make sure that it's going to be compliant. And we go so far within this that we stand behind our product with indemnification around any fines that would be related to our process. So because we indemnify customers against that, we make sure that everything we're putting out is compliant with USCIS 4i9 regulations, right? So compliance is number one. Security, though, is a very, very close number two. Um, we deal, like I said, with that, that most sensitive information. We um, uphold ourselves to SOC 2, high trust profiles, all of the industry best practices out there around bank grade security. And we do some creative things to make sure that this is ingrained into our culture, that security is top of mind for every employee, including um, like we run annual critical incident simulations. We actually hire actors to call in. We inject stuff into our code to see if our engineering team can vet out if something were to happen, if an attack were to happen in real life, how would we respond to it? How would we make sure the customer's data is secure? Where are any holes? We're constantly poking and testing at our product to make sure that we're keeping people's information as secure as we possibly can. 
then past that, so it's, it's compliance and security, and I'm getting a little outside of your question, but I'm going to keep going here because it's we have four North Stars, compliance, security, and then speed and throughput is three and four. So once we know that we are compliant in the way that we're doing things, once we know that your data is secure, we're going to get you going as fast as you can through that Form I-9 process. A lot of our customers can complete all the way from Section 1 through Section 2 in under 10 minutes, and then throughput. So we have an embedded version where you can take our technology and put it into a, a customer-facing app, an employee-facing app, so that they can complete that whole process from your ATS, apply for a job, get the job, fill up for my nine, and get to time and scheduling. We focus on that throughput piece as three and four. Okay, thank you very much. Now I'd like to talk a little bit about your ebook, The Ultimate Guide to I-9 Compliance, Chappelle. Uh, yes. Tell listeners about the ebook and why it might be valuable to them. Yeah, well, um, if you've made it this far in the podcast, then you recognize that I'm a complete I-9 nerd. And we have a full staff of I-9 nerds. Um, as the craziness of COVID stuff was going on over the summer, we put out a series of webinars. We were doing them like every other week with thousands of attendees, just trying to educate people on what was going on with Form I-9. And in that kind of panel was myself, um, our founder, Dave Secunda, and uh, Kimberly Robodeau, who's one of those attorneys that I was talking about, who just totally leads and rocks in this area. And she joined us to help us answer questions around Form I-9. And so what we did was we took all those questions that came over across the summer and said, here are the common ones that we think people could really benefit from having. And we answered them all in one ebook. So I think there's over 50 questions ranging from simple things like, can I use whiteout on an I-9? Short answer, no. Um, to very complex questions like, can a notary in California serve as an authorized representative? So we tried to really pull out the common themes that we were hearing all summer, put them in a uh, beautifully designed, our marketing team is awesome, and they try to make For My Nine content um, a little more sexy than uh, it may seem to be. So we packaged it up in a way that was really understandable for uh, customers that are looking for answers. Um, I think it's fantastic. I encourage you guys to go to workbright.com and download it. Uh, very searchable, easy way to get answers to some really important 99 questions. Rock and roll. Chappelle, we're almost at the end of this particular conversation already. I can't believe it. Uh, <laughs> before we wrap up, though, how can our listeners connect with you? So I bet because you're super cool, you're all over things like TikTok, but also uh, LinkedIn, email addresses, anything you might want to share there. And of course, yeah. how can they learn more about Workbrite and, and yeah. uh, the amazing content that you guys are creating? Yeah. So I would love to connect with you on LinkedIn, please. Um, my name's a little tricky, so I'll spell it out. It's Chappelle, C-H-A-P-E-L-L-E. -L -L -E. Last name is Ryan, R-Y-O-N. So please look me up on LinkedIn, connect, give me feedback on this podcast. Um, I'm happy to answer I-9 questions as well. Um, and then, of course, visit us at WorkBright. So it is B-R-I-G-H-T dot com. And that's where you can find that ebook that I referenced, the I-9 Reconciliation Guide, if you want that. We've got a ton of great thought leadership in the I-9 space uh, that I invite you to visit and download and consume and, and give us that feedback. Wonderful. Well, Chappelle, with the difficult name to spell, <laughs> uh, <laughs> thank you very much for being my guest on this episode of the HR Chat Show. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Bill. I really enjoyed the time today. And, and thanks for listening to me um, gush about I-9. <laughs> And listeners, as always, until next time, happy working. Thanks for listening to the HR Chat Show. If you enjoyed this episode, 
why not subscribe and listen to some of the hundreds of episodes published by HR Gazette. And remember, for what's new in the world of work, subscribe to the show, follow us on social media, and visit hrgazette.com.